1: Here's what we know about the Tampa Bay Rays, and and they're still having an historic season. So is, unfortunately for them, the rest of the American League East, including the Baltimore Orioles, who are only, at this point, two and a half games back from those Tampa Bay Rays. They lost the game on Sunday, Stephen, and we've seen sort of this play itself out, uh, certainly did during the 10-game road trip, where, and they didn't have a lead. They came back, they tied it up on a Josh Lowe three-run homer. And we'll talk about him. He's red hot right now. But the bullpen is just not what the bullpen has been for the Rays. And there's a lot of reasons for this. And we were talking about this before the podcast that, you know, when you lose so many starting pitchers and you're trying to make up those innings, you know, with maybe an opener and then guys in the bullpen taking bulk innings, et cetera, um, it, it's going to tax your bullpen. I mean, it just is. And, and guys are going to be in different roles. And, you know, we know who, you know, losing Pete Fairbanks for a while was, was definitely a problem because he's he's been their closer. He's back now. But there's no question, that, and the Rays know this, that the weakness of this baseball team right now is, is their bullpen. And I, I just, I, I think about, about the bullpens they've had in the past and especially what they've had down in Durham, and it seems like the well is a little dry down there right now. But, like, when you're... It's just so when you're coming at them with, you know, Kevin Kelly, who's done well, rule five guy. Um, you know, same is true with uh with Trevor Kelly, who was, you know, signed in January when he was DFA'd by Milwaukee. And then, you know, you down in triple in A, uh, you know, you trade for Javi Gura and he's been D F A'd as well. And then you sign Jake Diekman, who was released, and you claim Zach Latell up waivers. That's not a good plan. Like those aren't. That's not the plan. That was never the plan. But that's what they. That's what the rest of the bullpen is kind of made of, and it's hurting them right now. Like it just. It just is. Like they. We saw what they did on the road trip. Coming off the road trip, they they blew some leads to say the least. Scored a lot of runs. They're still scoring plenty of runs, but when they when they battle back to tie it on Sunday and, and Lau hit a three run homer, they couldn't hold it and, and it's not it wasn't even surprising. It was kinda like, yeah, that's kind of what their bullpen is right now. So that's that's gonna be a story until they get to the point where teams are willing to consider themselves out of a race. And I know the Rays are trying to get help, but until they do, this is this is going to be a battle um for them at this point. I mean two and a half back or the Baltimore Orioles and the AL East is so strong, it's gonna be a battle pretty much the first half. Well, we've talked.
0: Look, going into the season, we talked about boy, the Rays are going to have five starting pitchers, and it's going to be a traditional mm. rotation. And yeah, they're back to using openers again because they're down Glass yeah. now. Who hopefully, and he well, who was dealing today in, in Durham to give up a home run, but mm-hmm. hopefully he's back Friday against the Dodgers. But you're down Glass now. You're down Jeffrey Springs, who was two and zero with a point five six ERA to start the season. Yep. You're down yep. Drew Rasmussen, who was four and two with a two six two ERA to start the season, crushing, crushing. You know. And those guys are out basically for the season. I mean, Springs we know, Rasmussen too. You're down to two starters, and they've been fantastic. Zach Eflin's 6-1, and McClanahan's 7-0. and I mean, they've been fantastic. But you're back to using openers, and you know, Cooper Criswell wouldn't be pitching in the major leagues at this point if those guys are healthy. I mean, he was called probably up, right. and he was the ball-kicking guy today. Taj Bradley's probably not up here, and he's looked pretty good, and, and you like what you see out of him. And that's mm-hmm. been positive. But, you know, Josh Fleming is getting more starting or bulk inning guy because of that. Uh, you know, it's – it's you know you're going to get injuries throughout a year. But when three of your five starters are out by May, you know, and Glasnow you're getting back hopefully this week. So that helps. So now, now you're down two essentially, which that's yeah. a lot better than three. I mean, if, if Glasnow can start eating innings – from a starting role, it makes the bullpen better. I mean, you've had to stretch your bullpen a lot, um, and, and to be honest, maybe some of the the lack of work for the the big guys in the bullpen early in the season is hurting too. I mean, they were winning all those games, and there was no save they opportunities. Didn't need them. I mean, they yeah, were, they were right. had such big leads, and we know that when you're a high leverage guy and you come in, and when there's not high leverage, you pitch differently. You shouldn't. But we know it happens. We see it all over the league all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, this lights out closer comes in because he hasn't pitched in five days and it's a 9 1 game and they give up three runs. Yeah. And you're like, what What happened? Well, it, you know, when you're used to the high leverage, you know, maybe that's been part of why they haven't been as good. I mean, although, I mean, you know, Colin Pochet's, what, he's 3 0 with a 172 ERA. I, I know his numbers are fine. Yeah. yeah. His numbers are fine. Um, I'm trying to look up here. Pete Fairbanks with a two ERA. I mean, he gave up the home run the other day, but you know yeah. he's been he's been good. You know, their bullpen it's just been stretched, and it's it's stretched a lot further than they had hoped at this point of the season, and a lot more innings for the bullpen than they hoped because you're down three starting pitchers.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's recency bias for sure, but I mean I, I just think, and this is purely by my memory. And, we, and look, we, we can do a whole show on injuries and why. At least in my mind, it seems like the Rays have mm-hmm. as much or more than their share of arm injuries, especially to um, some of the guys that they count on the most. Um, but here's a line, and I, I, I remember John Romano tweeted this out during the game because I'm watching the game, and you know Cooper Criswell, who normally wouldn't be in this situation maybe as a bulk innings guy, mm-hmm. if not for all those injuries you mentioned, the first 12 batters he faced, he gave up two singles, two doubles, two homers, and hit a guy. <laughs> and it was 5 to 3 and they just they just recaptured the lead at 3 to nothing. So, you know, that's that's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um disappointing. I go back to discouraging. It it is not you in no way started the season saying a guy named Cooper Criswell would be pitching meaningful innings for you uh with the hottest start in franchise history, if not mm-hmm. one of the hardest in baseball history, and and be sitting here kind of scuffling along and that's kind of what they're doing. Um, really since the middle of that road trip, I they've guess. They've used 24 uh, pitchers this year already.
0: They're 48 and they set a record. In.
1: Didn't they have the most last year, too? I mean, it They was...
0: used 37 pitchers, technically 40 pitched, but three of them were position players. Okay. So they used 37 pitchers last year. I don't know if that was a record or not. I don't remember. Right. The Dodgers used a bunch, too. I know that. Mm-hmm. But in 48 games, they've used 24 pitchers. And presumably, yeah. they're going to get wow. 25 this week when Tyler Glass now pitches. Right. If not others too, that's crazy. You know, it's. I mean, you know, and and some of their pitchers haven't been as good as you. hope. Ryan Thompson has not been nearly as good as he was last year,
1: and, that's and a they p- sent good him point.
0: down. They sent him down to AAA to call up Criswell. But you know, part of it is he has options, but the other part is he hasn't pitched well. He's got to given up what eleven runs in fifteen innings.
1: And another guy that they had hoped would be would emerge as a starter is Louis Patino, mm-hmm. who's been working out in Durham. And if he does come back, he may have to go to the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, they're moving him to the bullpen in, in Durham, basically. Yeah. So um, Calvin Fauché hasn't been nearly as good. He's given up 10 right. runs in 14 innings this year. I mean, you've got some pitchers mm-hmm. that just haven't done as well as you'd hoped. Right. You know, Jalen Beeks has given up 13 runs in 25 innings. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not that's not what the Rays are looking for. And he's given up right. 12 walks in those 25 innings. I mean, some some of the walks have been, you know, Ryan Thompson, seven walks in 15 innings. That's a, That's a walk every other inning.
1: Yeah, well, even their starters. We talked about Shane mm-hmm. McClanahan, and he's he's got more bases on balls than we've ever yeah. seen before, too.
0: And, and I don't know if the pitch clock has something to do with it, if they're just rushing through things. Oh, I do. And, and, and <laughs> I absolutely. It, it probably, do. it probably does. Yeah. Um, as as they're making adjustments, and the, and the Rays are doing a good job taking walks themselves too. So I'm sure it's affecting the, the opposing pitcher, pitchers as well. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It just seems to be like if you're I mean, and listen, the offense continues to, to uh swing the bats. They're so deep. Um they're bringing guys off the bench, putting them in different situations, everybody's pulling the same direction. And we were you mentioned Josh Lowe a minute ago. Is is there a hotter hitter in the in the American league right now? Or maybe in baseball, coming off the road trip he had and not just home runs, but home runs in huge moments. Like like I said, you know, you're down three to nothing and you're not really doing anything. Um you know offensively in that game you get a couple of walks and with one swing and it was a it was a line drive home run you you've you've tied the game this guy has hit what since the road trip this is like his fifth home run mm-hmm. um he's got what 11 on the season or something 11
0: like that? home let me get, let me drop this on you yeah and we're 48 games into the season mm mm-hmm. mhm Now, meanwhile Josh Lowe's only played 38 of them but I'll take his numbers into 48 games because presumably sure. he's not going to play every game going forward because the Rays, you typically don't.
1: They him. don't do that, Yeah, you know.
0: He's on pace for 37 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Whew, man. He's batting three eighteen with an OPS of 1.027. Like, a week ago we said Yandy Diaz or Randy Rosarinas is your, your MVP, MVP on this candidate. team. It's Josh Lowe right now, if it's not McClanahan yeah. or Eflin. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. From, from the offensive side. It's Josh Lowe right now incredible i mean he's got uh, he's got 11 doubles 11 homers nine stolen bases and batting three eighteen. He's second on the team in average behind Yandi diaz which good to see him back and when he is when he's in that lineup that lineup's a lot oh, better man. man
1: different yeah even even if he different. can't
0: run which you can tell he's nursing that groin Mm-hmm. but he could still swing the bat
1: yes he can and and he's having an mvp like year um They've they've swung the bats. It's just that's the disheartening thing. I think if you're probably a Rays fan, you're thinking, wow, after all this time of waiting for an offense, now you have this offense and they have all these pitchers hurt. The bullpen's not what it quite should be. And you're struggling on the mound a little bit, you know. I mean, not McClanahan, not some of your frontline starters, but you're right. You're down some guys. Glass now pitched his last rehab start in Durham and was lights out. Um, and the good news is you haven't heard anything else uh, about any aches or pains, and so well he pitched uh, on he, Sunday, so he'll be at the Trop presumably Monday, and yeah. we'll
0: get an update then. He'll he'll probably he may speak to the media as well, but Kevin Cash will have an
1: update. Sure, sure, but sooner than later he's going to be, I would think, Friday. Kind of on the there's, I mean, he's basically penciled
0: in for Friday at this point. Okay. assuming assuming he comes back, there's no issues, I and mean, he pitched yeah. Sunday. Friday will be presumably when he's going to start against the Dodgers.
1: And he stretched out a little. He went six innings on Sunday, which only is a, sixty-seven a good pitches, amount.
0: which is he was only scheduled to go five innings, I believe. But he was so efficient, they gave him a sixth inning.
1: Right? No, he looks great. And again, that's against AAA hitters. But when you're coming off the kind of injury that he had and the talent mm-hmm. that he has, velocities there, the breaking ball was stupid. Yep. Um, just some of the the replays that I saw. So I mean, you know, that's and to get a guy like that, a top of the rotation guy, back this early in the season is is a real bonus. Hopefully, keep him healthy. They've had the injuries, there's no doubt. It's just that we heard so much about left-handed bats, and it's ironic that the left-handed bat is now, like you said, an MVP candidate uh, in Josh Lowe. And did they they foresee all these injuries to their pitching staff? Well, that's kind of been also what's gone on with the Rays over the Mm -hmm. last few years is they've gotten guys hurt, including starters. You don't anticipate losing two of them maybe in the first month and a half, um, and that happened, but – um, still in all, I didn't hear a lot about, you know, hey, we got to build up this bullpen. And, and the other part of it is it's not just the bullpen. It's sort of like the what you're used to with the Rays. Or maybe if you look around baseball, it just seems, you know, the Rays, you mentioned Thompson, and he's not been as good. Um, deceptive delivery, hard thrower, was lights out last year. Not so good this year. But for the most part, I just remember Kevin Cash with his famous quote, we got a whole stable of guys that can throw 98. They don't anymore, and and the swing and miss is what is frankly missing from the Rays mm-hmm. right now. That when these guys make a mistake or get the ball over the plate too much, they're getting hit hard, and they're getting then they're having to pay, and they're getting you know they're, they're, it's costing them, and that's that's what I'm not you know if you watch the Rays, you're kind of used to seeing those one after the other come out of the bullpen with with you know swing and miss stuff, and you just don't see that as much so. I mean, they got time to iron it out. It's got to be their number one priority going into, you know, before the the trading mm-hmm. deadline and all of that stuff, which is down the road. I know, but teams are not going to rule themselves out of anything. Well, a um, couple things for them too,
0: and and the swing and miss stuff is is a problem, but the home run ball has been a problem of late.
1: Exactly. Yes. Thirty-seven
0: yes. of their last forty-eight runs given up have been via the home run. Jeez. That's crazy. That goes back to the start of the Yankees series last week. In that's York. crazy. Wow. 37 of 48 runs have been via home run. Just keep it in the yard, in boys. What, and the problem is you walk someone then you give up the home run. And instead of a solo shot, it's a two-run shot.
1: And Well, and you and, make, and, that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. that I've seen that's a difference, Steve, is what you just said. The home run ball, obviously, but the walk, the bases on balls as a staff, mm-hmm. even counting Shane McClanahan, has been way higher than normal. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other part, too, and it's ironic that all offseason talked about needing a left-handed bat, left-handed bat, left-handed bat. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that the Rays have the least amount of at-bats against left-handed pitching this year? Which means they've been facing all righties, and they're this is the offensive surge they're having. They started the season, they faced a lot of lefties like the first two weeks, and since then, they've almost faced no lefties. That's weird. It's been right? almost this all righties. An it's it's, it's yeah. been weird. Mm-hmm. And, and some of its injuries to other teams, and that, but, but, even though they're facing all righties, where that's where you need your left-handed bats.
1: That's where you need. They've them, yeah.
0: been having a phenomenal offensive season. It, it's it's yeah. it's really incredible of, of what they thought their needs were in the off sure. season. And you got guys like Taylor Walls having a career year, mm-hmm. cheating, of course. You've got Josh Lowe. he's cheating too, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Isak Paredes probably cheating. Uh, although he's a right-handed bat, but but my point is, is you know the offensive surge, but a lot of this has been against right-handed batters.
1: Yeah, good story in Sunday's uh, Tampa Bay Times. I think it was Sunday, and you, know, you can read it on TampaBay.com. Mark Topkin did a story on the cheating Taylor Walls, <laughs> and and Walls is very understanding of it. I mean, he was funny. He was like, "Well, you know, if you saw what I've done up till now, I can see why somebody would say, you know." Um, And obviously he's not cheating, but um, he's made some adjustments, as has a Mm -hmm. lot of hitters Mm -hmm. in that lineup. And so many of them, like Lowe, um, were just getting their first taste in the major leagues. I mean, it's very rare for a guy to come up, hit it in his first month and a half, and never go down again. You know, there's not many Alex Rodriguez's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's usually an adjustment period where you'll come up, you might have success early, then pitchers adjust to you, they get a book on you. And now you've got to adjust back. Listen, I got news for you. That happens at every level. Happened to me in college baseball, man. I was wearing it out for about three weeks, and then I never saw yeah. another fastball the rest of my the rest of the season. Um, they knew how to get me out. Uh, so, you know, you can just imagine when you're playing at that level, um, just how quick teams are to make changes, and how quick you have to learn to adjust to never seeing the pitch you want to hit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and so. Um, those guys have done that now, and now they 've come back, and they 're different. They look like different players. I mean Josh Lowe looks yep. like a different player and um and as you mentioned, can run can steal bases? They had a double steal like they set themselves up they had chances to come mm-hmm. back and win that game. sure did they just weren 't able to get the big hit speaking of cheating. did you see the Yankees another pitcher what maybe had
0: some sticky stuff on his hands, although the umpires only really? made him wash his
1: hands really, okay, can I? Can we, like, what is the rule here? So they check their hands, and they're looking for stickiness. I don't and know if he had too much rosin on his hands
0: or whatever, but they it was in Cincinnati make, on Friday. They allow night. them
1: to go wash their hands. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. wouldn't, I mean, so is it, are you breaking the rules, or are you just, like, you need to just, because I say this to my my kids all the time when they touch me, I'm like, hey, when was the last time you washed your hands? Your hands are kind of tacky here. You might want to go wash them. Is that what we're is that what we're talking about? Or are we just talking about look,
0: either you have too much substance? sticky stuff on your hands or you don't. There's not this That's oh go I'm wash s- your hands. I mean it's That's either, what I'm saying. It's, it's like what it's is it's too this? much or it's not. And I don't know what the rule is or the what constitutes too much. But Seems not subjective, go wash your it? hands. I mean, come yeah. on.
1: Yeah, it's like what I tell my kid, go wash your hands. he's like, No, if you're if you're not allowed to have tackiness, now there's a certain amount of tack that'll come from the rosin bag and sweat. hmm mm-hmm but you would think you'd know what that what that threshold is but you are sending a guy in to wash his hands it means he's got something that's too tacky so shouldn't at that point you be thrown out of the game i don't know it seems I, weird i think the whole listen i think they've gone you know there are some things baseball does and all sports does where you swing the pendulum too far one way and you got to bring it back i think i think this whole stickum thing um and and again i'm not a guy that you know, can tell you what spin rate and grip, and mm-hmm. you know what that does to a hitter with this guys that throws harder. Some of these dudes do. I'm sure it's a huge advantage to be able to to be able to attack up the ball that way. But I just know as a hitter, man, if a guys throwing 98, I want him to be able to have control of it. <laughs> I just do. No, you want him to have and control, so, but the baseball wants more offense. So yeah, the less spin, That's what it's about. The less spin, it's
0: about the easier it is to hit.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? Here's another. We talked about walks. Maybe that's why walks are up. That's possible too.
0: Although last year they you know, were doing the sticky stuff check too, but
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I mean I Some of these guys I can't explain. They're just not, mm-hmm. you know McClanahan's not pitching the way he typically and he knows it. He he doesn't have the command that he's had in the past. But yeah, it's just um it's it's kind of a interesting year. In baseball, and especially, I can you remember? I mean, the American League East has always been that division, right? That seemed mm-hmm. deeper and better than most in baseball. It's not unusual to say, "Well, they're the best division in baseball." Have you ever seen more of a disparity though in a singular season than what I mean, American League East has? Two thirty-win, thirty-plus-win well, teams,
0: and I think you're going to see more disparity this year because you're facing each other less. Like the American League East, less, you played right. each team 19 times in the past. Now That's it's 13 right. or 14. So mm-hmm. now you're taking, what, 24 more games against the AL Central, the NL yeah. Central, which is bad. Yeah. You know, the so they're going to face each other less, which means they're going to beat up on the other teams more, which is what the AL East has done this year. That's true. The AL East is, uh, I mean, let's see. Um, the AL East records for these teams. The Rays are ten and seven, Baltimore's nine and six, Yankees nine and eight. I mean, they're all about five hundred, Toronto's a little bit under five and twelve. But go through like the AL Central. The Rays are nine and one against Baltimore's ten and three. Yankees are seven and six. Boston's seven and two. Toronto eight and two. They're beating up on the Central. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's what you're supposed to do. You know, if you're that good of a division, you know, the AL Central stinks. Yeah, I mean, they have, The Twins are three games above. Five. The Twins are uh, tied with Toronto, who's last in the AL East. And then every mm-hmm. other team is four games or more below 500.
1: Well, ask yourself this. I mean, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are in last place right mm-hmm. now in American League East. They're 25 mm-hmm. and 22. Yep. I would bet that in some divisions that might be close to leading it. They'll be tied with Minnesota for the AL Central lead.
0: Yeah. You'd be a half game behind yes. Milwaukee for the NL Central lead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and that, Toronto's that's problem stupid. is Toronto's problem is they're five and twelve against the AL East.
1: That's true. Yeah, like, they like can't be. The other AL East
0: teams are about five hundred, within two to three mm-hmm. games of five hundred. They're seven yeah, games Razor. below five hundred against the East.
1: Yep, yep, they're getting beat by their own division, mm-hmm. but beating up everybody else. I mean, you could you you know the Yankees are just one win shy of thirty. They're twenty nine and twenty. Mm-hmm. But you already have two thirty win teams. You got the Rays at thirty four and fourteen. Yep. And then the Orioles, of course they picked this season, if you're a Rays fan, uh, for the Orioles to have a breakout. You're thirty one and sixteen already, just two and a half back. I'm sorry, you got thirty-four and fourteen, you're twenty games over five hundred, and you're going, wait a minute, we only have a two and a half game lead? Would anybody have thought that was possible? Twenty games over five hundred? I mean, that's crazy, well, right? And, and the then, best the best he, two
0: teams in baseball are in the same division. And and, and a, Texas Texas yeah. and Atlanta are ahead of the Yankees. They're twenty nine and seventeen. Okay. So the Yankees, okay, yeah. if you take same the same number of wins, yeah, you take the uh, and the Dodgers are twenty nine and nineteen. So actually, Yankees are the sixth best team in baseball record wise, but
1: not bad, mm-hmm. not a bad division.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the AL East teams would be the five teams would be top seven in the AL. Only Texas mm-hmm. and Houston are better than Toronto in the yeah. American League. So,
1: I mean. It's going to be a battle. I mean, them them in I think Baltimore's for real. We've seen them. Uh, mm-hmm. They took two out of three last time in this last road trip. Their bullpen is now they have the bullpen you want. Um, their bullpen has been stellar. Yeah, their their high the leverage a bullpen is phenomenal. Whew. I mean, those two guys. They get two or three guys actually that come mm-hmm. in and they, Bautista, they, do, they do throw ninety eight and then some. Um, so they're really really good. Uh, so you you know you'd hate to see say that by. I don't know, Memorial Day, what if you're, you might not be in first place? <laughs> it's just weird, man. It's like... No, you're two and a half I mean, games out, really. Uh, you know, by the end of this week, you could be, technically. You could be out, yeah. You could be looking up at uh, at another team, and it's just crazy. And, and the way they've gotten here, because years and years and years, you know, pitching and defense, pitching and defense, pitching and defense, you know, it's run prevention, not accumulation. And now, all of a sudden, you have all these runs. You have three guys having MVP seasons, if not four. And you're you're deep one through twelve really on the bench, and now you you're you're struggling a little bit in the bullpen. You got starters hurt, so maybe Glass changes that when he comes back. Um, we'll see. But it was uh, it was just one of those days where you kind of you just look at the names. You look at the names down there and you go, mm-hmm. yeah, Rule Five guy, DFA guy, another DFA guy, guy you DFA like it's just not the pedigree that the Rays would normally try to play with. You know, I'm just looking through. Bullpens stats,
0: mm. the amount of blown saves. I mean, I don't know if this is higher than normal, but i am just—I'll go through the teams, and, and this is in ERA order. But Yankees have blown six saves. The Astros have blown five. The Orioles ten saves. The Mariners wow. eight. Orioles ten. Now, granted, it, now it, that happened. It, it may not always <laughs> be their a bullpen. I mean, you know, you true. may have a tie game in the seventh, and that's true. You know, I mean, you know, the G- Cleveland's blown twelve saves. The Angels ten. Tigers Mm. six, the Red Sox five, Twins ten, the Rays ten. Yeah, I mean that's just that's not what we expect from the Rays.
1: No, no, it's not, and 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 especially in contrast to the fact that Mm -hmm. they're scoring a lot of runs. You know, when you lose, when you have the lead and you score eight runs in a couple games that you don't end up shaking hands, uh, you know, after the final out, that's what's unusual about it. But. As they say, good friend of mine likes to say, that's baseball. So uh, we'll talk more about the Rays, I'm sure, as the week goes on. And uh, I'm, we got I probably get a bunch of In fact, I had a mailbag question that we can get to mm-hmm. um, later in this week if we don't get to it tonight. Uh, first, I want to tell you how to save money, though, on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems in the area now for 13 years there's a lot of these companies out there knocking on your door, but I'm telling you, May Electric Solar, they're committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job start saving today call the solar energy experts at may electric solar at 727-819-2862 you can schedule a free estimate lower your electric bill all year long preserve the quality of your appliances that's may electric solar at 727-819-2862 speaking of the rays there was a report in the athletic on sunday that the Rays are getting inquiries from prospective ownership groups that might have an interest in moving the team out of the market, as well as Tampa businessman Dan Doyle Jr. So, do I, you think. I uh, think the last the Rays,
0: part is news.
1: The Dan Doyle Jr. part? Yeah.
0: I think the fact that the Rays are looking for a stadium and other people are interested in buying the team to move it. Yeah, that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that happens with that. I think the Oakland A's probably had the same thing. I think any team yeah. that's uh, has got questions on stadiums. Yep. And, and the other part of this is who benefits by this story coming out?
1: The Rays. Uh-huh. Totally do.
0: I mean, do I think Stu Sternberg's selling this team? No.
1: Yeah. But if somebody came through with a whopper of an offer... It's like my house is not up for sale Steve, but I nah. promise you. First one that walks by and wants to give it me a million dollars, I'll think about it.
0: I don't I don't even know. I don't I mean I suppose there probably is a number. But I don't think mm-hmm. Stu's look. Now, could he sell a minority interest to the team? Sure. Mhm. I mean, uh, Jeff Finnick just did that a couple seasons ago with the Lightning. Yeah, sold off 20, 25% whatever it was to some investors non controlling sure. interest, and, you know, he gets he has full control still. But you take some money out, basically. The team's worth mm-hmm. a lot more than you paid for it, so you sell 20%, 25% and bring a lot of cash in. Sure. Do I think Stu's gonna, re- looking to sell? No, I don't. Yeah. Do I think he's looking to negotiate the best stadium deal? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do I think Mr. Doyle is interested in buying a team or particularly if Stu wants to sell, he would like to purchase it to keep it here. I absolutely do. But I don't think this is much of a news story. I mean, I I think, I think there's look, the way sports franchises values keep going up. There's always people looking to buy teams.
1: Everybody wants a piece of that because you're right. You, you, the value in the franchise is in um, the, the equity that you gain the, the, the franchise values that seem to go up. So, Rapidly every year. Look at the NFL. I think the Washington Commanders are going to sell for excess of $6 billion with a B, first franchise to do that. Mm-hmm. Doyle, by the way, um, is the chairman of uh, a Tampa-based company, DSX Imaging. Yeah, Dex Imaging. And, and yep. they have, that's one of their Dex Imaging, yeah. That's one of their main sponsors. His father, Dan Doyle Sr., was part of the Rays' original ownership group with Vince Namoli going mm-hmm. back in the 90s. So he has that. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of not not the same thing because this was a franchise that was going to be sold. When Hugh Culverhouse died, the Culverhouse Trust ran the football team for a couple of years, and and so uh, there were three gentlemen, uh, including Stephen Story and Rich McKay, who were part of that that charitable trust that that the team was owned by, and so they were going to sell it. It didn't have the sale didn't happen right away, um, but there were a lot of groups, including the Glazers, that were um, not just potential buyers, but maybe a buyer that would then re- relocate the team. So when that happened, when the the threat of maybe losing the football team occurred, there were several groups, one led by George Steinbrenner, um, that emerged, you know that that wanted to purchase the bucks and keep them in Tampa. That was their sole reason for doing it was getting a group together that would say, no, 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 we'll make it work here. We'll just sell us the team. Now, their, their bid wound up not being the winning bid, and as it turns out, the Glazers were at least willing to uh, find a solution in Tampa before they moved on. And, of course, we've talked about the Baltimore situation. I think that's where they were probably headed, um, you know, until the Cleveland Browns and Art Modell surprised everybody and moved there and took away their leverage. Um, but they wound up getting a stadium, and the rest is history. So, yeah, I think these things happen when 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 community leaders realize that, you know what? Rather than the team get out of here, maybe we can find, maybe we can convince the owner to sell it to somebody who has a local interest that will keep it here. So that's not that part's not surprising. And well, the other part you know, is
0: is is if you sold the Rays, if Stu sold the Rays, I don't know mm-hmm. what the figure would be, but let's say it's billion two, billion three, somewhere in that range, maybe. Baseball's looking to expand in the future. Most likely, mm-hmm. those expansion fees are going to be north of two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper to buy a team and then move it where you want it than to, it, yeah. to, to create an expansion team. And so the Rays True. are the only team now. I mean, A's presumably are moving to Vegas. So the Rays are the only team now with a a stadium deal coming up and no definitive answer yet as to what they're going to do or mm-hmm. where, where, where they can get a stadium, get the best deal. They're working on the St. Pete and you know building on the Trop and then creating the mixed use you know shops and condos and all that stuff there and presumably that's what they want to do it seems like and it seems like things are moving forward but it's not a done deal yet Mm -hmm. so if you want a baseball team no matter who you are or where you'd like it to be it's cheaper to go buy the rays and try to move them than to get an expansion team absolutely And so, yeah, there there are lots of investors that are stepping up and would love to buy the race. I completely think that's very plausible and probably very true. And has Stu Sternberg fielded calls, I'm sure he has. But I don't Mm -hmm. think he's interested in selling. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's actively interested. I mean, I think, you know, there's probably people that approach him a lot about it, knowing his situation, but I think he is more – Invested, so to speak, um, literally and figuratively, uh, in in trying to find a solution in Tampa Bay. And you're right. I think that real estate deal that they're part of, um, the development deal, if you will, in Saint Petersburg, looks to be something that would be, you know, revenue producing for him and for for their franchise, regardless of, of attendance and things like that. Which the attendance, you know, it's funny when you win. Um, they've had very good crowds, and they've always won. But to this level, obviously, there's a special um, group of guys and some something special going on here this year that people want to be a part of, and it's become the thing to do. And so they're off to a pretty good start attendance-wise. We'll see what happens, if that keeps up. But, yeah, I think, I think you know, Sternberg's I mean, he has been through the stadium game now for a number of years. If he wanted to do something other than find a solution, and we knew that they had the flirtation with the whole Montreal half-season thing, um, he would have done it by now. But I, I think they truly, and baseball wants them to stay, so hopefully that'll be what they do. But you can check out uh, the story in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. We'll leave you with this. Um, I wrote a story in the Tampa Bay Times about the Bucks rookie class, and I think it's not to go overlook that not all of them, but certainly a, a good number of, of players that they drafted uh, are guys that have a ton of, of, of college football experience. I mean, if you remember, uh, you, know, you had the COVID year, which uh, was, what, 2020, where – some conferences didn't play more than a few games, some not at all. Uh, but regardless of that, uh, they granted an extra year of eligibility. Typically, you have five years to play four um, unless you get a medical redshirt or something like that, an exemption. So you know, between guys that may have redshirted naturally because they were freshmen and teams that maybe didn't play them the requisite number of games or they were hurt uh, or maybe they got into the transfer portal – you started to see guys, especially this year, come out that had been in college football, some of them, incredibly, for six years. I could have been a professional student. I love the college life. I don't know if I could have done it for six years, uh, certainly not in Jonesboro, Arkansas, but you, know, you just take a guy like Josh Hayes, um, who is Geno Hayes's nephew, and he, he played 68 games of college football. 68. He won three national championships in four years with North Dakota State, FCS national championships. Then he played three games at Virginia. You know, this is the other part that has happened in college football, which has extended guys' number of years there, is that he transferred uh, from North Dakota State to Virginia, but he only played three games, and he got hurt. And then he finished uh, his last season, like, at Kansas State. You have a guy like Cody Malk, he played sixty two games at North Dakota State, Jose Ramirez started his college career in at Arizona in two thousand and seventeen You know he was out of football for a year out of high school was throwing bags at the Hartsville airport there in Atlanta. He wound up playing forty eight games during stops with the River City College, which is Juco in California and then Eastern Michigan so what do you you know in con- like just these those three players? coming in as rookies, they're 24 years old. Like, they're 24. That's the same age as Joe Tryon and Shawinka, and just a year younger than Kyle Trask. And those guys are entering their third season. So, you know, if, if you took a guy like Shawinka, as the Bucks did back in the day, he only had 14 career starts at Washington because he was one that opted out of the COVID-19 year in 2020. And then just got ready for the draft and was their first-round pick in 2021. And what have you gotten from him? A lot of inconsistency, right? A guy still learning to play the position, but having to learn in the NFL level. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, the pandemic is going to produce more and more of these guys. they spent a ton of time. Plus, you know, there's not, if you're not a high draft pick, there's maybe not the urgency to get money because of the NIL deals. That some of these guys are getting in college, so that that incentive isn't as as dire and so, what does it mean? Well, the kind of players you're gonna get are guys that have obviously played a lot of football at a very high level um and I think the more you play the you know the the less development that's required and so in the maturity you like them as as you know there's a difference between a twenty year old and twenty four year old maturity wise the discipline that they have, um, you know, so many things. And they've seen so many different systems. Um, and they just, they know how to play the game. And they learn faster. And and so I think in many cases they're going to find out that um, these, are, these guys might have a more immediate impact than some kid that's, you know, 21, 20, 21 years old that maybe played two full seasons in college and was a red shirt sophomore when he came out, you know, so all that remains to be seen. But uh, anyway, check it out. It's in the Tampa Bay times and on tampabay.com.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right.
1: Finally, some other sports over the weekend. There was a major tournament played in golf. Brooks Kepka wins his fifth major championship, his third PGA Tour championship, uh, the one to make a trophy. Third know.
0: in six years. He's only the second golfer to ever do that, to win the PGA Championship
1: three times in six years. Really? Wow. Joining Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember him. Um, Not also, even Tiger's done that. He's only the uh, 20th player in history of golf to win five majors. Think about that. I mean, you're already, you're a Hall of Fame golfer, mm-hmm. clearly. And You know, kepka was on a run like nobody's business, and then he ended up injuring his knee and was at a point where he didn't know if he was going to be able to get his game back and be able to play again. And then, of course, he did. Um, a lot of controversy because he joined Live Golf. The Live Tour made, was paid like $100 million to play uh, in the Saudi, um, you know, backed uh, golf league. But because you know they wouldn't allow him to play PGA events, is able to play them in, in the uh, major tournaments, and then he comes back and um, and wins it uh, fairly handily on Sunday. That was fun, and then the, but there's a bigger story about a an amateur golfer that that got captured all the attention, right?
0: Yeah, Michael Block, who finished fifteenth, which means he's qualified for next year's PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to qualify for the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also got a sponsor exemption for this week's tournament, uh, so he'll participate then. But he also had a hole, the only hole in one of the tournament on the par three fifteenth on Sunday. So, finished one over so he par was, for the tournament, just incredible.
1: He, he he was a local favorite because of the PGA. There's twenty um, PGA pros that uh, that qualify for this tournament, and he's one of the twenty. And you do you're right; you have to finish in the top fifteen. He, by the way, had to get an up and down on 18 where he hit it almost to the grandstand and chipped and putted in uh, on the final hole to make that exemption. Um, and he was the story. He captured everybody's imagination almost from the beginning. Of course, the New York fans were going crazy about it. His hole in one, he flew it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it, sometimes you'll see, when you see holes in ones, you typically, I don't know, I see one bounce or two and then straighten the cup or whatever. This one, you know, from the stick, I don't even know if it hit. It actually left a divot. I've mm-hmm. never seen this. It left a divot on the cup because it came yeah. in so hard and so linear to the uh, to the edge of the cup that it actually bent the grass towards He didn't know it went in. Hole. He thought, it no. went, he,
0: thought it, he hit it well. He knew he said, I'm within five or ten feet. I'm on the green, yeah. There's the crowd yeah. starts cheering, and Royal McElroy, Roy McElroy comes over and gives <laughs> him a hug, and he's like, what? what, what? He hugs he's him up. He's like, did it go in? And Roy's like, yes, it went
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a good shot, I guess. Roy really liked it. I just thinking I was like on the green. Uh, yeah, no, he hold it, and then uh, Kepka, He he was congratulating him after the after his round, and and after he won, and Kepka goes, "I understand that the drinks are on you tonight." It's like, "Yep," which I always thought that doesn't shouldn't other people buy you drinks if you hit the hole in one, like particularly the pros. Although he got,
0: he's got at fifteenth, he'll get a decent payday.
1: Oh yeah, he will more money than he's probably made in his life. Um. Possibly, I don't know. I don't know what you make as a PGA pro at a, at a golf course. But uh, anyway, it was it was good theater, and he was he was the most popular golfer, even more popular than Kepka. I think uh, at times he played with Roy McElroy, though was really good to see Roy's reaction. Roy has been killing it. I mean, he's been in the top ten so many times this year, but just can't get quite over the hump for another major. So, um, but yeah, good event. And then, uh, how about? The NBA and the NHL playoffs, let's talk about that. There's already two a team in each up 2-0 in this series. In yeah, the, the, NBA, hockey, the
0: hockey conference finals have been fantastic.
1: They've been great. I mean, there was, what, a four-overtime game well, the other night? There's been four games played in the conference finals, four overtimes. Incredible.
0: Now Vegas and Florida both lead two games to nothing. Mm-hmm. But then you get the NBA,
1: <laughs>
0: where both series are now 3-0. Yeah, and and the East particularly hasn't even yeah. been close. Lakers keep taking the early lead, and then Denver comes back and beats They'll them. Wear them down, yeah, yeah. But that's been kind of the NBA's been a snoo. I'm not I'm not a big NBA guy, so I, I catch little bits of it here and there, right? But it's it's like the Heat Celtics game tonight, not competitive. Like, which I,
1: is which is surprising and disappointing if you're a. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I think Miami is, was always better than an eight seed. They had a bunch of injuries and they got healthy at the right time. And I mean, Butler, Jimmy Butler, he's been unbelievable. But mm-hmm. um, so it, a little less surprising. Like the other out west, like as far as the Lakers go, it's funny. Like after Game Two, um, when Denver won, Game One was pretty competitive. Everybody's like, "Well, you know, Lakers figure some things out here." I think you know. They get one of these, they're mm-hmm. fine. They're just fine. And then they lose. <laughs> and then the, the Denver coach comes out and says, oh, yeah. After game one, the narrative was, oh, they're fine. Lakers are great. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're good. They figured something out yeah, They're fine. And now they're down 2-0. Now what do you get? Here's what I want to say. Yeah, it is about the Lakers. You know why? Because they get the best players in the world. They got LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? Even though Denver Nuggets has a two-time MVP and all that, no one's going, let's root for Denver, you know, unless you're from the Rocky Mountain area, I suppose. Although you tend so to forget is, they
0: were the t- best team in the West. I mean, it's no, there's well, no – Well, they were. There's, there's a reason that they're dominating the way
1: they are. and Oh, yeah, it's not an accident. They're, they've been great, but they're still – like, no matter what, they're the Denver Nuggets, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Like, you're talking about the Lakers, man. You t- What are we talking about? We're talking about the Lakers. We're talking about LeBron, Right. So obviously it's going to be about the Lakers. It's always going to be about the Lakers if the Lakers are in it. Um but yeah Denver's about to either maybe sweep this series or win very easily up 3-0. Uh and then of course like you said Miami uh Boston's been disappointing. But can you imagine I mean I don't know I'm not I don't know a lot about TV, but I do know I do know this I think. If it's Denver Miami, uh, I don't think I don't think those ratings are going to be very high. I think the networks were definitely
0: that. hoping for L.A.,
1: Boston. L.A., Boston? Whichever, whichever network's
0: yeah. got the final this year. I don't know if it's ESPN or TNT, but whichever one has it, I'm sure they were oh, hoping for Boston, you play, L.A.
1: You play the replay. You play the clips of the history with Magic and Bird, and you know what I mean? Like, you got all of that, right? Yep. Beat L.A., Chance. Would have been great, but not likely to happen now because they're down 3-0. Who do you like? I think that Florida's going to win the entire thing. I think Florida's going to win the Stanley Cup. Look, they... What's their record on the road in these playoffs? Like six and one, or something crazy like that? They've like been they,
0: they've been incredible, and they're they're almost beating Carolina at Carolina's game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, granted, it's been two overtime games. I mean, those things can go either way. It can go either way. I mean, one went four overtimes, but right. But Florida's, uh, you know, they came together at the right time. That Matthew Kachuk trade oh. that they got ripped for a little bit early in the season.
1: Yeah, and, yeah like in the now. off
0: season. I mean, that he's exactly what that team needed. You know, we Both saw them last goals. few seasons. A kind of a soft team, team that didn't have a lot of mm-hmm. fight in the playoffs. Boy, he he drags his team into the fight. Yes, he does. And he's been spectacular for them. That that was mm-hmm. a really good trade for Florida.
1: Yeah. No, they 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 look like the team to beat, and um, I don't. I mean, we'll see. In the other the other series, of course, it's uh, Las Vegas against mm-hmm. Dallas, right? Yeah. And, and, and Sergey Bobrovsky
0: for Florida has been spectacular. Hmm you know that that's know where that name. you know we always talk about in hockey it's who's your goalie yep and you know one of the things when you look at the the four teams left the team that you expected to have the best goalie was Dallas with Jake Ottinger mm-hmm. Vegas is kind of going back and forth so is is Carolina Bobrovsky has you know a couple good playoff series but hasn't been he's been out of his mind this playoffs this is the best he's right. played
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that's why they're winning is they've got a goalie now. There's no question that Florida, who's that goalie right now? Yeah. No question. And that's huge in the playoffs.
1: That name sounds familiar. Columbus. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he beat the lightning when they had the the best regular season ever or one of them. And then he, they, he bought beat Boston this year when they had the best regular season ever.
1: That's right. I mean, think about who they, they beat Boston. They, they uh, did Toronto. They didn't have home ice for either series. And now Carolina. Uh, and now they're up 2 in uh, Carolina. So didn't have home ice for them either. Nope. Yeah. So i they just have that look. And, and, and they won't have, have home ice against Vegas either, if they assuming no. that is the matchup. Which they're fine. They're fine with not having home ice this year. That's just kind of the way they're playing. But, yeah, so the Stanley Cup may, may have a tan again, only a little south of here, maybe in Miami. All right, the Rays will start uh, their series against the Toronto Blue Jays, so that's one of those uh, division series in the AL East. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see what they can do against Toronto and uh, see if they can extend their lead at all or maintain it. Two and a half games over Baltimore. Kind of hard to believe that you can have that kind of a start and still only have a two and a half game lead with 20 games over 500. We'll be back to talk more uh, this week. Uh, we've got the Bucks starting their OTAs on Tuesday, so we'll be out there uh, at the uh, Advent Healthcare uh, Center to talk to some players, some veteran players, I would think, uh, that are come about, and um, that'll be going on, I really believe, for the next four weeks until we get to a uh, mandatory mini camp, uh, June 13th through 15th, I want to say, and then it's off uh, for probably about a month or so, a little over a month, until they get back to training camp and they start the real thing, so... Not that far away, even though we haven't quite ended the last season in some respects. So we'll have more about that in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Bursnick i Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.